right, we're in. Should we just dive straight in at the deep end? What are we doing here today, Tommy? Okay. Uh, yeah. So are we waiting for Sean or, or are we just going to uh, start? Sorry, my phone's being dodgy and it's not letting me type you about Shawnee. I mean, let's just start chatting and see if he oh, shows right. up. Okay. So, um, yeah, we were going to talk about the Jam for Freedom thing, mostly. Let's, let, let's... Feel free to bring up Dan Wharton whenever you like, though. You know. No, 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 no. Today, today, we are discussing scam for freedom, and uh, yeah, Sean Fitz delivering liberty, a guy who's just on the money on everything about two or three months before I am. Um, he he knows a lot about Campbell, uh, and Tommy knows a lot about Campbell as well. But I think uh, Tommy, your experience with Campbell is more historic, isn't it? It goes back further. So and Sean hasn't joined us yet. So we're just we're just gonna say what we know because I was just on Sonia Poulton uh and I've been interviewed by Sue and Steve from Rebels on Roundabouts about this. And like there's a lot of people that don't know Campbell very well defending him. And I've been talking to a lot of people that have had more experience with him who have things to tell me, and that's what me and Tommy are doing here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I didn't go to the Jam for Freedom Festival, and I, I think that's why it's good that you're here because you went to that festival. So we have, I, and I, I, I went on a tour with him in 2022 mostly, and then a, a bit, a bit in 2021 as well. So I, I felt that those tours were sabotaged. Now, whether you want to say that like that sabotage, like intentionally or accidentally, I don't think it matters. Because it's like we're, we're it's like this is a, we're in the we're trying to like spread a message of like these values and sort of beliefs about the world through music, right? So you, this guy's taking a lead leadership position, and he's sabotaging it, right? So yeah. I don't care if he's controlled opposition or whether he's just insane, but like we shouldn't be like following this person because we're trying to spread a message. He's he's just. And like people are like, well, give him another chance. I mean, how how many more chances do you need? You've just put on a festival where you've basically charged about 70 grand, which is about, you know, five times the average wage, the average yearly wage of like, you know, most musicians and stuff. And then you've you haven't even booked a stage manager, you haven't even got someone, you've got one food outlet, you, you haven't got a person for the car park. I mean yeah we're being real here and saying like there's a when you suck when you plonk it out like that that's a huge sum of money when i still am not able to find like an employee outside of campbell i know there was this security firm and i think there was some people doing security from within the freedom movement but like other than security i can't find anyone on a wage uh and there's enormous amounts of money have gone towards this but like to take it back because I've done a lot already on the festival, and I want to demonstrate that when yeah when people say give them another chance, like we've been watching this for three straight years, and what I saw Jam for Freedom as being, if it was a success, right, then Jam for Freedom ought to have been the vehicle in the UK and potentially globally, but specifically in the UK for any artists who are willing to write music against the government tyranny and i was like a hawk for guys like you um 
you know, as we were in the lockdown, coming out of the lockdown that whole time, I was just looking for anyone who had a song about this because it's just, it's a better way to reach people. People aren't interested in statistics. I also just like want gigs. I want us guys like going to gigs together and having artists in our own scene. And, you know, I was not the front runner to build that scene. Jam for Freedom was because it was touring around the country, literally collecting everyone. And it was. It was because you did go on a tour with was there six of you plus Campbell? I mean, there, I think there was about eight altogether, but then like one person stopped one by one. People would start leaving. But hmm. I remember in the early days, he would like uh, go around every single stand for the stand in the park. And I think it was on the flyer is maybe like, you know, 52 gigs a year or something. It's like every Sunday will be at your stand in the park. And it's like very like coming into the stand in the park and like we're going to be there and initially i thought this guy's great because i'm like somebody needs to be doing this and he's had got so he's proactive enough to actually started doing it very early i mean i just thought good on him but in hindsight i wonder some part of me thinks like what i know about him now how like sort of he has a lack of urgency and he's quite lazy. So I wonder what is motivating him to go to all those stand in the parks. That's what that that's the thing that kind of confuses me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just I want to focus on what it could have been is the thing. And like, what was your headspace before setting out on that tour? If we can kind of just ignore like that Campbell's got a track record of bumbling these things. But we're talking about like you and Lucas Lyon and Ellie Brooke and Inspector Veg and basically this crew of people that have, have been doing what we want to see. There, there's some old heads like Danny Rampling and Slipmat speaking out. And there's also a whole new wave here that we need to grab and do something with. Um, and, and that's just what I envisaged it as or what it had the potential to be. And I know that people can mm. see that with the festival as well, that it had, it had, they say it had potential and like we got to look really, really seriously at why this potential is not manifesting. Because it, because I'm telling you, it should be easy. You guys do not have complicated stage demands. It's like a mic and a guitar or a backing track and stuff like that. It should all be doable. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I remember like as when it's happening in real time, you start to see all these little things, and they all get added up. Like I remember, like Lucas Lyon had a song called 1984. It was pulled off YouTube. Right, and then I had a song called Vaccine Day pulled off YouTube. Uh, it's like I started to feel like this is actually a real thing. It's it's not like a censorship like gone mad or anything. It's like this is actually happening to my music. And I would tell people who were like normies, my music just got pulled off YouTube. My music video isn't that exciting? That's like the prodigy you know, smack my bitch up when that got pulled. Like how come I, how come you're not giving me like the kind of same? Oh, you just had a but no one gives a shit. You tell everybody about it. It's not, I should be getting like the kind of fame of like prodigy. I had my fucking video pulled off YouTube. And I don't you're exactly anything. right. I don't this get like... anything. I don't get anything for it. Nobody fucking mentions it. And then like, if I tell someone, some, you know, if someone's awake, they might be like, that's fucking cool. But most people are like, they don't give a shit. It's like, what is wrong with you? Is this what we want for the future? Is like music videos being taken off the internet because they've got vaccine in the title. Or, or because I've said a few lines that are a bit 
edgy. Mm. Everyone's just like, well, I guess they just, you know, this is a crisis. I think people are in that crisis mindset. It's like, this is all a crisis. So they, they're probably doing a few things that are a bit out of line. Mm. But basically... Well, okay. I don't expect the average person to think like us. And I basically would anticipate a disappointing reaction like that. If I, Cause I joke about this as well. I'm like, yeah, I get banned off YouTube like all the time and people just sort of like, don't want to talk about it rather than being interested. Cause that is interesting. what do you get banned for? And I'm like, oh, all sorts. <laughs> no, banned for the, only the only time they actually do like the people who think think of themselves as political or whatever and who take an interest they when they get involved then what they do is they ban you from your from an open mic or something that they're running like that happened to me in leeds i got banned mm. from an open mic so actually the only people who's actually sort of it's actually two open mics now <laughs> just mm. one but two open mics in leeds they're banning me from so the only people who actually take an interest in the normie community in politics they're, they're the worst anyway they are. They are. They, I, I've been aware of it. Well, I got fired by one of these um, circles. Uh, they're not normies. These are like censorious leftists, these people. And I've noticed, did we talk about this before? That like definitely in my community in Cardiff, I wasn't the only victim of them. There's a bunch of other people got cancelled by the same mob. And some of them, it wasn't even just for like wrong things. They sort of accused them of, it got very nasty, very, very nasty. But it was it all emanated from this group of people that wanted to be in the music scene, but never wrote anything or formed any bands or anything. So they were like, they're the kind of people you'd see them doing the door at the gigs quite a lot so that they were in the scene, but then they weren't creative in any way. And then basically from the Trump time forward, they, well, I think I did see a bit of it before then creeping in about 2014 when Tumblr agendas are starting to really become a thing. Um, then they started to be, you know, they started to have job roles and their job role was much less about bringing people in. Although that's what it said on the tin, it's all about inclusion. So we need to make it like safe for queer people. But that actually, like, quite frankly, queer people had their own queer street in Cardiff, which which had drag bars and gay bars and all sorts on it. And our little rock bar was more likely to have people who would say the wrong thing and get cancelled and get kicked out. So I just noticed that they were hacking away at the creativity. And I think more than that, they're hacking away at the people that are willing to, like put their neck on the line, frankly. Because mm -hmm. when you're talking about being banned from YouTube, I always just think about Johnny Rotten as a sort of like pinnacle figure in this kind of controversy. Um, like I, whatever people think about him, talking about Savile in like 1978 or whatever it was on the BBC, and then God Save the Queen, like going to number one, but then it's banned and no one's actually allowed to talk about it. I mean, it is reminiscent of like your song and Lucas Lyons' 1984. I, I think there's a serious, serious pattern going on there. And we're looking at mm. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why like I was so excited about it when it happened because I was like knee deep in all the research. Like, like I was basically we're doing it with all my spare time just anyway. Like, so when it, and then 
I was like, well, I'm obviously going to be writing songs about it too. And it was like, I just, I can't believe that nobody else seems to even want to. This seems like such an incredible like opportunity or at least say something about it. Like the mm -hmm. Arctic Monkeys, like Alex Turner's like a genius with his lyrics and he talks about everything, but he didn't even talk about the lockdowns, didn't, didn't talk, talk about vaccines. He's not going to say anything about it. And what, is that because it's like consciously he's being controlled or because unconsciously he knows that if he goes there, then he's going to have to, you know, live a different lifestyle or something. Something is think there's something going on like that. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter in effect, does it? It doesn't matter. What matters is they said bugger all and that and that we should be yeah, fostering a scene of the people that were brave enough to do that. And I just like so many people flocked to the Jam for Freedom Festival and you guys did actually all flock to this tour mm. because because there's a real hunger for it. And I think people are willing to forgive some pretty bad stuff because like people were desperate mm. to do something and seeing that poster with all those names on it, it like it does look like something. So mm. there is a bit of me that's just kind of confused that we're not there yet or that we seem to be like this. This shouldn't be complicated. What confuses me is that I think the numbers are like 20 or 25 million people in the UK didn't get vaccinated. And yet the freedom movement, if you look at it, like, I get wary of that term now. Um, I don't even know if I can explain why. Part of it has to do with, I went to Bloodstock straight after um, after Jam for Freedom. This ticket was the same price as well. But like, load of Trump hats. There were a couple of bands that were pretty overtly not with the agenda it was like, ah, sweet. I'm not at a normie festival. You know, these people are everywhere. Mm. And so and so I do get a little bit scared when when the Jam for Freedom Festival happened. It's 500 people who are live or die freedom movement. Mm -hmm. And we might be dealing with a cult. I hate to say it, guys. We might be dealing with a cult because I've seen them emerge before. And there are certain dynamics in a cult. A cult believes that they're the only ones with the answers. They believe in an in-group and an out-group. In this case, you know, you need you normally need a charismatic leader. Um, I don't know. What do you think about this? Have you looked into cults at all? I'm not accusing anyone of purposefully forming a cult, but these things just sort of happen to people. Mm. By the way, did you see pest control at that festival? Right? Yeah, mate. Right. They're playing in Leeds tomorrow night, so I might go and see him. Oh, sick, mate. It was great. Yeah. yeah. So Were you, you already aware of them? Or? No, no, no. I just saw that and they, they said they're from Leeds. And what they're not from Leeds, but are they from Leeds? Maybe they I think are. they're from Leeds. Yeah. Okay. I've met well, them. they're playing tomorrow night anyway, so I might go. But anyway, what are you saying? Jump for Freedom, is it a cult? Ah, uh, no, 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 no. It's uh, the freedom. Movement. Is the freedom because, movement a cult? Well, what I mean by that is, like, as I say, I'm not accusing anyone of anything or doing anything on purpose. But like, you'll notice there's a difference between like the unvaccinated and the freedom movement. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm expressing myself here properly. Yeah, um, the, I, I know it's like um, obviously at these awake festivals, like Carry On Camping that I just went to this weekend. I had a, such a good time, like especially after I did my set. Like, I've never felt that much gratitude to like be playing to people who were, were giving you so much sort of love 
like it was really like overwhelming i had to like go to the car and like just take a few minutes and be like i'm so grateful for this do you know what i mean like, awesome. like there, there is like a kind of like uh a love among this community that i can't describe to normies and and the thing is i don't like to separate it because it's like you could be a normie one day and the next day you're you're awake so it's not like i'm not like saying you're not part of this anyone who wants to like come to these festivals and i don't care like what your beliefs are if you want to come and like as long as you you got good intentions and you want to connect with people i'm not kind of trying to cause a separation there but there is like there's a feeling amongst this community which is there's a lot of love and like maybe that might manifest in some cult-like things but i think like the love will will last longer than any like ups and downs in the cult you know what i mean i think we're we've most people have got a vision of where we want to take this and mm. even if there's like some like ups and downs and sort of blips in the road we'll get to a better place i think 10 well 10 your, your, years. Most, your most recent experience with the freedom movement sounds like it was incredibly positive i think we gotta dwell on it as well whereas mine was like you know, I'm still mopping up the pieces from from this weird experience, which I, I'll I'll be honest, I've been gaslit about a lot. A lot of people saying like, "Well, why are you only focusing on the negative?" So I just want to highlight that is that like that there's been a strange "can't you be kind" attitude, which actually is not kind because you're kind of telling people to ignore that they got ripped off or that they had a terrible time and this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but no, now tell me a bit more about carry on camping. Cause it sounds like it went really, really well. It went like, it, I had a good time. Although on Friday and Saturday night, I had to work like in Holmforth, a, a different covers gig. So I didn't go for Friday or Saturday night. So I missed Lucas Lyons set. And then I missed the dog and gun band. Um, but basically I would spend the whole afternoon, morning and afternoon with people and then I would come back about one o'clock and stay up till five in the morning around the campfire. And like, it was, it was such a good, good laugh. And it was like so chilled and like some people were maybe taking mushrooms, some people were sober, some people were coming on a couple of candles, but it was very chilled and very easy to talk to everyone. Mm. Um, so well, I, I mean, you know, I it was... I'll just make it clear. Like that was, that was pretty much the same like vibe at jam for freedom as well as i was surrounded by like, these good people so so that's is yeah i don't i don't want to come across like i'm bad mouthing the 500 people that like attended um because it's just that there's there's a problem here it can be done well it sounds like hope sussex is going well it sounds like carry on camping like is this the fourth event or third or fourth you know i heard a few complaints about carry on camping so the thing is none of these things are going to be perfect like on the last day, the, 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 like the, the people were like throwing uh, these like crates onto the fire, and the kind of the guy who was like running the fire was like, "Please don't do that." Uh, you know, it's 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 they cost fifteen pounds a crate. Just put wood in, and he moved it away, and then someone else who was a bit drunk put it back on. And it there was none, nothing is going ever going to be perfect. But mm. I just thought that like there's a le there's a line where like you'll have a basic line for a festival, and I can't. Like Jump for Freedom Festival is full so short of that line. It's like I don't quite understand what you think a festival is. Like maybe I'll just put on a festival next year, call it Tommy for Freedom Festival. I'll just like find a find a field. I've got everyone's email who was on who was on that poster. I'll just invite them myself and then when everyone gets there, they'll just sort it out for me. 
and then I'll, I'll I'll take the money and I'll spread it around all the people in the in the community, and at least we'll make like maybe two hundred pounds each or something. It's like, do you not have to like give these like jobs to people who have like some competence and like people who actually like care about freedom? Like, I don't think Campbell cares about freedom at all. Well, well, it's looking to me like he. Uh, I mean, another disappointing thing for me about Jam for Freedom is that it would have also been an obvious route for... Did you, Was there ever a compilation CD just compiling everyone's, like, um, every individual artist in the same place, or even just a playlist on Spotify? But that, this is another thing, that if Jam for Freedom weren't going to be collecting the artists or the musicians and writing songs and recording songs, then they should have at least been, like, assisting the people that were putting out their own stuff but it seems to have never gone that way it was always Campbell kind of getting people to play for him and I don't I don't know if the promotion went the other way because I'm just thinking about like what I want to do haven't quite had all the free time to do but would do if I had all the free time in the world which is just collect you guys up and promote the fuck out of you and also like write a bit of my own stuff to write it off the coattails of people that are slightly better than me or a lot better than me. Like I'd use the fact that I'm connected to you and Lucas and Inspector Edge, write some crappy punk songs, but Hey, people get to hear them now. But yeah. I mean, uh, I, I would actually, tr- I would, I would much rather you were doing the festival than Campbell. And that's the thing. It's like, why do we just give it to Nick? Do you know what well, I mean? it's like, even though obviously, you know, you don't want to do it, but it's like, it's like that to me, it's like, I would much rather you did it because at least like I, I kind of know what your values are and you know that certain like things about a festival. It's like, why are we just going to give it to a... Do you know what? I think a lot of people just want to give it to the brand because it's got a, such a good name. I mean, it's like Jump for Freedom is just such a good name, isn't it? Well, I think there were people that bought tickets based on the fact that like Steve Bannon had interviewed him. There were people who came from like California and stuff, people that are so disconnected from... Mm. The Campbell that's been going around the UK that they couldn't really have known what this was, and um, nothing that was on the poster was delivered as as promised. There's, oh yeah, I've had a really hard time explaining to people the scale of the job role and why I like ducked out because you got given stage manager when you arrived, right? No, like I was explaining to my friend just before we started talking, he was like, so wait, were you the stage manager and the sound technician? I'm like, let me make it very clear. I and everyone else was doing as much as they decided to do, right? So I turned up in that tent, went, ooh. Actually, I think Fifi turned around and went, Campbell says you're in charge. I'm like, isn't this the stand in the park tent? I thought I was going to be working under you. And she's like, no, it's just a name. And I was like, oh God, I'm how am I in charge? And then I find out that what's expected of me is the kind it's the kind of thing that if I'd known that that was my job, I would have accepted it months in advance and done months and months of prep work because you absolutely can't do it on the day. Like it basically I was then because purely because I was in the tent, right? Purely because I turned up for that shift. I was then in charge of who was when and what the running order was, right? Now, if as soon as I decided to leave, someone else was in charge of it. And that's as much responsibility as anyone had. So I did see people running around being really stressed because 
they've chosen to take on loads of responsibility. They go, oh, if I don't do it, no one will. Whereas my viewpoint was, if I don't do it, maybe someone else will, but I'm going to be able to eat if I go and I'm going to be able to sleep well. And this is not going to be anything to do with me um, because it's just no. Yeah, I got I got swindled into that job, man. Like yeah. that was it, it was an enormous ask with no. He just rang me up like two months before and said, do you want to help out? That was it. Yeah, it's also if you would have stayed, that's enabling uh, that kind of um, expectation from him. It, I mean, like I, I felt like I, that's what I was doing during the tour. I was like constantly like making concessions, like oh, he's fucked up again, he's fucked up again, he's fucked up again. And then when he got, it got to a certain point where, like, I think when Lucas Lyon left, and that was a, quite a big thing because it's like we've got three artists and then we're losing people on the poster. It's a bit embarrassing now. And it's like, would you not think it's better for Jump for Freedom to just let let Lucas like stay on board and like pay him equally rather than take this fifty percent? But he's like, no, I'm taking the fifty percent, and that's what always got me about him. It's like, do you not like see how you're ruining what you created? Um, mm. And he's like, he's like, well, I want fifty percent, and it's like, it just seems to me like something is wrong in like your brain. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you think about things. Like, but I mean, yeah, just the money thing is very concerning because, like, I I shared your video about. Um about what happened on the tour and it was essentially split 50 50 campbell is 50 and six other people are the other 50 was that yeah but two people like were doing it for free because they're kind of a bit older and richer and they you know even though i thought i thought it should have been just shared six ways because i don't like this thing about people doing it for free because people are always going to say they're going to do it for free but you've got to be like no you fucking deserve the money. You've got to have, like, principles. You can't be like, oh, well, he said he would do it for free. Fucking Nick said he'd do the stage money for free. They said he'd do it. It's like, no. Yeah. Like, you, you've hijacked the truth movement and you've hijacked their, like, generosity. And now you're yeah. just, like, bankrolling it. And you think that, like, you're, like, some kind of a James Bond, like, who's, who's like, doing really well. But, I mean, I don't, I've, you know, I think... I don't. I think people are going to see through it eventually, and uh, I. I don't. I don't understand li like people who live like that, like people who rip people off in the short term, but but in the long term, it's not going to be good for you. That's why I. That's why people don't rip each other off all the time because it's like it's like you know that like there's going to be some, some coming back on that. Mm. You can't just what? go. Around. What I get concerned about is that there's uh, there was a good chunk of the lineup that let's presume that these are kind of the people that got to play as well, I think. And it's just because they sort themselves out and they don't need very much. But <clears throat> it is the same people that you'll generally find like just in the park at the end of a freedom protest, which, you know, I, I am all for. But um but when there starts to be no barrier to entry and everyone's kind of welcome, and then, and it's what you're talking about. This I, I want to maintain basically the same levels that we would expect in the normie world of geeks. You know, I want the artists to be paid 
the same. That was always my, like, I haven't done many events, but when I was doing events before, that's, that's the whole intention is that even if I take a little bit of a hit, hopefully not too much, the artists get paid before I do. Mm. Um, this isn't me bragging about it, but it's because like, the as you said, the point is to get a good relationship going. I can fully, like I used to do this and there were a lot of times when it's it's hard being a promoter. It's hard getting people through the door. And this is generally why I don't do it is because I hate being the guy that's in charge of filling the room um, and like going out and, I don't know, flyering or drumming up the attention. I love finding the people to put on, but I just like I'm shitting myself when you're sat there on the door and you need to make your money back. It's mm. kind of just it's an experience that I really hate uh, and would love to share the load with with someone else on that one. Mm. Um, but I'd always tr- the reason you pay the artist no matter what the hell happens, because you want to maintain a good relationship with them. Like, um, so there were plenty of gigs where not enough people came for me to be able to make back my money. Um, and it was the venue that would have to pay for it, but it was kind of my fuck up. And it meant like, oh, you know, I feel really bad about this. So maybe I wasn't losing a couple hundred quid, but I want a good relationship with artists that I really respect. Mm. And that's what confused me about Campbell was because I remember like we had a long car drive once because we spent so much time in the car together. We like... He was very comfortable about like having people in the car all the time. So like he, he, everyone got quite close to him, and like we were in this car drive, and like he, I was saying, you know, you really want to like stay on like Veggies and Lucas's good side because think where they're going to be in ten years. Like you want to maintain that relationship with your, you know, promoting your marketing so good. I think you mm-hmm. like that. And I was trying to tell him, and he'd be he'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then then he'd be like, no, but I want to I want it fifty percent. So it was like I was like, well. He doesn't understand how they feel, so we all feel the same. Uh, we 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 disagree with the way, and it's like there's seven seven of us and one of you, and we all disagree. But he's like, well, Eric Clapton supported me, so that well, Eric Clapton's much bigger than all of us, I suppose. So just Eric Clapton said it's all okay, so it's fine. It's that Jam for Freedom was that focal point. Like you went on GB News, didn't you? And it was with Veg. Yeah, yeah, and 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 what's interesting about that is that you were labeled. I remember it clearly. Labeled Jam for Freedom, Freedom Anti Lockdown, Anti Lockdown Bond, yeah, Anti Lockdown. Right, and it's like it's not Tommy Coyle, Inspector Edge, and Campbell. It's Jam for Freedom. Like it's dodgy. Anyway, mm, and he'd always and he'd always be directing it to the website as well. Like Jam, uh, it'd be like um, jamforfreedom.com or when we went on Iconic, the Gareth Ike show, he'd mm. be like. Um, when you know when I was about to sing, he'd be like, "Oh, make sure you say jamforfreedom.com at the end," and like, uh, well, it was always like, "Oh, everything's like gonna siphoned off. Make sure everything gets like funneled off to that website so that you know you can maximize profits." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And 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 what is it? Because it's I tried to point that out in the video that Jam Freedom's just Campbell's bank account. It's not a band that's actually putting out releases with other members or anything. It's not. It's it's nothing but his bank account. When you say donate, so Sean, you with us? Yes, mate, I'm with you. I finally, get a water. I've had to get into the cab. I had to get into the cab of my van because there's no connection in the back. Um, and I'm just gonna hope that this is a little bit. Am I am I sideways slightly, guys? Am I lopsided? Uh, you're all right. You're a little bit more potato than I'm used to, but but you're pretty good. 
Okay, I think that'll do. That's better. Okay, yeah. Um, we've been rolling for half an hour already. We've had we've had a good old moan. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Yeah, I just I just couldn't find connection. It's absolutely pissing down here where I'm as well outside. I'll I'll just walk around and do it, but it's just pissing down. It'd be too bad. It'd be too too much. But yeah, sorry. What did I miss? Oh fucking hell! We covered a lot, didn't we, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> we covered a lot. I want to hear yeah, what Sean well, has to say about it now. Yeah, but we're giving him in at the deep end. I mean, we we covered the fact that uh, that Scamble took what six people out on tour and tried to split it fifty percent him, fifty percent the other six, and didn't really care when he was hemorrhaging people. And I've just kind of I've been talking a little bit about how this, like, I used to book artists, DJs, whatever, to play in my little venue. And sometimes I wouldn't get enough people through the door to make the money. So I take the hit, but I make sure the damn artist is paid because like they've come a long way yeah. to be here. Um, and I want more importantly than that, I want to maintain a good relationship with them. And generally they'd invite me back for a gig. They'd pay me to DJ up their end. So it was worth it. It's just basic, like, you know, just if you say you're going to pay someone, you pay them. Um, he doesn't think normally like that's the thing. I, I, I'm like I'm like an expert on it. I know how he thinks because once I realized how he thought, I was like, oh, now I can work around this. Yeah, I know how he thinks. It's like yeah. I used to be a manager and like in all in all like you know different um, different jobs I used to have right, and I used to work with a lot of people, and I used to treat every single one of them. Um, a little bit differently because you know not everyone's the same we're not all robots yeah and th- it's just like it just became a bit of a skill to me it's like right okay this guy might this guy's good as gold this guy's an asshole i gotta act differently around i gotta you know cater around for that you know and all of this and then when i when i, when I realized what campbell was like when he was like this cross between Del Boy without the charm plus Alan Partridge plus Baldrick. They're like the he's amalgamated into one one person, right? Because he does make some really bizarre decisions that that you know an average person wouldn't make. You know what I mean? And it's just like we're funny enough. We we're talking about like this festival I went to, Carry On Camping, just just gone with Tommy. Tommy, I saw Tommy there. Absolutely fucking fantastic. No, no. No issue whatsoever. Not it, it, it. There was so little issue that I didn't even notice them. There probably were some issues, but not enough to um, not enough to notice them. Do you know what I mean? It went just absolutely great. And it's funny with Campbell. It's like <laughs> this is what this is my prediction, Nick. Yeah. So the people he said to, oh, you'll get fifty percent off next to the festival of that I'm organising next year. Which for what a slap in the face. I mean, the ball's on the guide. He's not doing it because he's like some hard nut balls to the wall. It's just that an average person wouldn't say stuff like that, but he would. But what he's gonna do is I reckon he's actually gonna raise the price of the ticket entry. So it won't be 170, it'll be at least two hundred. So people who get that fifty percent will at least have to pay him a hundred quid. Uh, that's what I'm predicting. And and it'll be it will be smaller, but it will cost more. That's what I'm telling you. That that's what I reckon is going to happen. It's going to be a smaller festival, right? But he's still going to charge more. I, I, I'm going to put that down. That's what's going to happen. That's what I reckon. Wait, 
I'm very glad that that you've leapt in because, like, for weeks now, I've I've occupied this bad cop role in this thing because there's so many people playing good cop on this and saying like, well, there's always going to be teething issues. <laughs> Is this, you don't have to cope at carry on camping. There's no one coping after carry on camping going, well, you know, they tried their best. Is there? They're just saying that no, was it was good. It was it was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy yeah. who runs the guy who runs Carry On Camping, till uh, Tim Gill, I think his name is. He saw him all the time. He was out. He was walking around. You speak to him. He's like the headmaster of a school. You would just see him walking around. Um, he, he did look a bit stressed, but that just come. I mean, I could never run a festival. I was, I was saying to a live stream earlier, I could never run a festival. That just that just seems like an absolute nightmare to mm-hmm. actually do. You're constantly stressed all week people are complaining that you blah 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 and all this yeah but i see that in the hulk sussex people they're always about um i, I obviously i wasn't at jam for freedom festival because i kind of guessed based on what i know of campbell what it was going to produce right i actually produced actually a lot worse than i thought it would actually go I, I thought i thought but i hoped for the best i hope maybe i'll be wrong and it will just because you know at the end of the day i don't have a crystal ball i don't know whether it's going to be a good festival or not I was hoping it was going to be good because one thing I didn't mention in my like angry rant video was that if he doesn't do a good job, um, and Saroja said this as well, if he doesn't do a good job, he's going to have a bad reflection upon the entire freedom community. And a lot of people, because he's really good at promoting Campbell, he's really good at like getting his flyers out and make, you know, around the internet and whatever. He's good at networking and stuff like that. But a lot of people, they don't know about Carry On Camping. They don't know about Hope Sussex. They don't know about all of the other festivals because they're not as good as Campbell at promoting. So it will be for a lot of people in the freedom community, it will be their first ever. They don't know about any other festival. They only know about Jam for Freedom Festival. And then when they go to that one, it will just leave a bad taste in their mouth and they will never bother going to a Carry On Camping. It kind of sullies the name of the other festivals that are actually kind of competent. And that was one of the reasons why I was like, yeah, he better not, he better not F this up because if he does, he's just going to like, absolutely. And, I, and I'm actually surprised there's not been any hit pieces in the mainstream media that I know of. I mean, unless you two are about to correct me, I don't, I haven't seen anything. Whereas Hope Sussex got, uh, got a hit, but I think that might be more because they have like a, a kind of education uh, uh alternative to the to the to the state's mainstream indoctrination maybe that's why the mainstream media you know and the state are a bit more um hands-on with trying to destroy them because there's actually some kind of you know proactive educational uh supplement for the kids right but obviously but it's weird that i, I would have sh- especially with eric clapton's name behind it you know and all of this i would have at least a voice or something. You'd expect a little voice because I'm sure they did that. I'm sure the Freds were at Hope Sussex the year before and Vice did a little thing on that. It's the kind of thing that they'd normally do. But, I mean, Jam for Freedom does not represent any kind of threat to anything. And I think they, apart from the people attending, I think they know that. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, just, I would have thought it would have been any any good... Because it was, like I said, it was well advertised, and I would have thought that there would have been, like with the Hulk Sussex Festival just gone, there were um, there was an undercover journalist there, at least one. Um, I think it was, uh, I think it was Daily Mail, but don't croak me on that. It's one of those, it's one of them ones. Um, 
So I would have thought, especially if they got word that David Icke was going to be speaking at Jam for Freedom, which I've, I heard he didn't in the end, um, I would have thought there would have definitely been like undercover people there. But and they would have loved, they would have rejoiced in like all of the failings and going, oh, look at these conspiracy theory nutters. They don't even know how to run a festival. Do you know what I mean? This is like how this is how the inside of their mind works, the state of this festival. Do you know what I mean? That's what they would have. And it's just so weird that it's it's, it's managed to get away from it. And it's not actually done. Uh, uh, it's not gone into the mainstream. It's quite bizarre that. But it, that was lucky that, uh, that, well, that that didn't get out because it would have been an absolutely laughing stop to, to everyone. Well, I love that you just casually tossed out another headliner that didn't perform just, just <laughs> name the number one name yeah just i don't think he turned up no he didn't and that actually pales in into insignificance well jimmy levy to... didn't perform right uh jimmy levy didn't come he didn't leave the united states delling uh, paul left delling paul left abby roberts didn't perform i didn't perform um not that i'm putting myself on that level i'm just adding myself to the list <laughs> well I did, I did perform the first night because i just plugged in and played but i couldn't let anyone know i was actually in my tent so not many people saw it yeah um no this 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 should be doable but a festival is not like it's not a one-man job like catering a festival is a sort of one team job, not one mum job. I don't really know what was going on there. Um, but but this is like people have said, why would you like to do it? And it's like the reason I wouldn't like to do it is because it's not a, it's something a team does. It's not something a person does. And, and there's this very strange thing you've got with Campbell where he refers to Jam for Freedom as a team and he always mm -hmm uses we pronouns right and there's i don't think there is anyone else involved yeah well, like not what, in the organization of yeah it. yeah the only long-term person there is um i think a, a chap called gonzalez he's a keyboard player um he's he, he's he seems to be the only person who's not falling out of gamble to my knowledge that is unless something's happened between now and then that i'm not aware of I don't know, um, but it, it's yeah, the team thing. Like, like he, there is a lot because I just don't. I, there was a uh, Sue and Steve who I worked with on UNN. They did a show yesterday with uh, with Gold Eagle and uh, or Simon, and uh, he, they came on and given a review on Carry On Camping, and and then uh, Simon asked them, "Well, how would you compare it to uh, to Jam for Freedom Festival?" And they say, well, you know, jam, carry on camp is going on for three years now. And to the point where they have multiple festivals now this year. I mean, I think they had at least three, if not four. Um, I heard, although I heard one got cancelled, so maybe just three. But again, with the first other festivals, when it was their first festival, I didn't hear any stories about it being terrible. The, Hope, the first ever Hope Sussex Festival I went to, barely, barely noticed any noticeable problems at all. Um, and it's just, uh, uh, you can say, oh, he's young and he's inexperienced, but so are those people. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, he's just making these decisions based on how how much uh, profit can I make? You know, even though it's a ridiculous idea, I laugh. When someone told me at Carry On Camping in April that uh, he, <laughs> he advised Campbell, this guy, he advised Campbell to get a catering team in or a... Uh, get people you know with burger vans etc and all of that 
And Campbell just looked at him and went, no, it's all right. I got my mum. <laughs> and I thought, surely, by April, between April and August, he's going to like wake up and go, oh, actually, yeah, maybe I should get uh, a few people in. But no, he won't. He will not do it. Um, and, and it's just that, that Sue and Steve's also said, oh, yeah, well, next year, if he is having a festival, he'll learn from this. I don't think he will because... Because, like I said, I've I've been on, I've been on the road with him, not like massively long, but enough to know that he doesn't learn from his mistakes, and he'll and even though he may see this video, it doesn't matter because I, I don't know what it is with him. I think Tommy put it so uh, correctly in in his video when he said at the start, you said something like, um, "Oh, it won't matter if if Campbell sees this; he'll still like just." It will just phase off him. It's it's really bizarre. You know, there's no, there's nothing yeah. there that will get I've into said, him. I've said all like that stuff said, to his face as well. Yeah, he'll get, he'll get, he'll get the. Yeah, I've heard Saraj having furious arguments with him. Yeah, um, but he'll just he'll just hear it and then he'll just have this glazed smile over his face and then um, he'll he'll say sorry or something. But then he'll just continue doing the same thing. And he doesn't learn from it. It, it really is quite. It, it's quite. He's, he's a very interesting person to watch. Do you know what I mean? Like I just watch him and look at him interacting with people, and it's quite something. Quite, uh, quite. Uh, it's quite something to watch. But I, I don't think he'll learn anything from it. I think he'll do the exact same thing again. The only thing that will change is is that it will be a smaller, smaller festival. But the that, that that's definitely my prediction. Okay, well, my I, I think you're correct. And the reason is that there is nobody to hold him accountable. And at the moment, like, I'm top dog trying to hold this one accountable. And I can explain to all of y'all at home why this is the case. And there, there ain't no team. So when I've worked in similar environments to this in the past, working in some capacity at a little festival or a little event, let's presume there's six or seven of us that are working on it, right? And if somebody fucked up, in any way to the level in any of the domains that Campbell has fucked up in, the other six of us would be holding him accountable and basically saying to the boss, you got to get rid of this guy. Now, in the, in whereas in this situation, he is the boss, he's the only one, and you've got a bunch of volunteers who are kind of split in two because you've got me and a couple of others who are going, look you got to talk about this. People got ripped off, like this poor woman who was put in charge of cleaning the toilets. There's some really nasty stuff that we need to talk about here. And people are doing this Sue and Steve thing, which I, I don't I don't know where this impulse is coming from to be so forgiving when the guy has not asked for any redemption. He's not he's not actually said, like, I'm I'm sorry, <laughs> has he at any point? No, I mean, no, he's like, blamed, hasn't he blamed you? Hasn't he blamed you? Uh, <laughs> and also, you I, think, I, I think that this is part of the structure of how he's kind of done it because I've had people coming back to me saying, Well, didn't he offer to pay you? Didn't he offer to pay you? And I'm like, Yeah, he did. And I know what a suitable wage is for this kind of work. And the amount that, first of all, as soon as I arrived on site and understood the parking situation, I knew I wasn't going to get paid anyway from a DJ set. For as soon as I heard about the amount of people that had been turned away, I knew mass refunds. I ain't getting that hundred pounds a day he's promised me. But you're also within your rights if you 
are offered a wage and then you have a look at the job and it's like insurmountable and just not what you signed up for to say, yeah, I'm going. But he's kind of got that on me that you can say, look, you, you flaked on us. Well, I didn't really flake on you because I didn't know what the hell this entailed. Yeah, he, he lured you to the festival to just do a DJ set. And then when he got you in there, it was like, right, you're going to be my, you're going to be the stage manager. Um, I'm deputizing you stage manager, whether you like it or not. He asked if he could borrow my speakers about two, three days before. And I said, I actually did say yes, but you'll need to get them here. And they're not big enough for musicians. So, like, if someone wants to play music through, they're just not big enough for a festival. So they're going to be useless. You are going to need to find something bigger. And it's only because I was so hardline, like, it won't work. And also, I don't think he was able to actually get a lift. But if my speakers had ended up on that site, I wouldn't have been able to bugger off until the bloody Monday. <laughs> so I'm really glad they didn't end up there. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's quite something with with him because what what i think he does is he uh because a lot of people not just but there's I, I know a lot of people who have been on tour with him and he's promised them money and they don't get the money or there's some bullshit excuse it's like tommy it was so what tommy said about uh that he was promised what was it tommy you were promised a certain amount of money at the end and then he said something about oh oh um uh, the car or something, something well, about like the, the pe petrol or something like that. What was it, Tommy? It was, it was meant to be 50, well, 50% 50 to Campbell and then 50% shared among the eyes, right? Minus, yeah. minus like the travel money, maybe for the for the fuel and for the people's trains. But it, it was a figure and I knew it was going to be a low figure, you know, because I'm, I'm sharing it with, you know, I knew it was going to be about maybe even on like the biggest gig, I knew it was only going to be 80 quid, right? But I had to be something. But he just says, no, I need it to pay for repairs on my car. And I was like, well, what's left over after that repairs on your car? And he's like, well, I'm keeping that for the I'm I booked the tour, didn't I? Anyway, see you later. And you like just feel like totally gaslighted. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? We agreed, even though no one thought it was fair, we agreed at least 50%. And you're not even gonna give me my 15%. You're not even gonna give me that. And that's when I started to yeah. have this sense that there's something either really, really wrong with your brain, like your your like yeah. narcissistic beyond belief or someone is like telling you like i don't think the controlled opposition theory is that uh sort of out of line because if it's not the controlled opposition theory it's like the narcissist insane yeah uh, i think it's that Tommy. You, 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 you were saying something to me at carry on camping over the weekend and i just went no i don't think i don't think it really is as complicated as as controlled opposition, I think if anything, you're giving them too much credit um, with mm -hmm. that. It's just that he has something in him that I don't know whether he's slightly on the spectrum or whatever it is, but he's got something with him like he he lacks. I don't know what it is that he's just saying that out of his own out out, out of his own being. No one's telling him stuff. That's my opinion. Anyway. I don't know what Nick thinks, but like. But that's the. I just think that he's just there's just something not quite right with him, and that's it, really. I don't think there's any more as complicated as that. Because, like you said, the same to Farage, like all that stuff, all, like arriving late all the time for gigs. Um, I don't know whether he's got this in his mind that 
like oh rock and roll stars they always turn up late for their gigs and then he's literally taken that to like oh i must always now be late then like you know what i mean like that that is almost like a robot like he's got okay i will always be late you know and took to his gigs and stuff like that and it's just i don't know it's just like it's really bizarre his his, uh his his mindset but he's done that with Saroj, I know. Um, he done that with uh, Vivian, I think. Uh, that girl used to they performed with um, because it was about the money. I remember um, they gave them all grand each to buy new equipment after that high park incident, and he wasn't. Campbell didn't give the money, at least not until they demanded it. He didn't give the money to Saraj and Vivian, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the story. I could be slightly wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure it was Saraj and Vivian that he was really reluctant to give the money to. So even though Van Morrison said, go and we'll buy new equipment, he just for some reason didn't want, he wanted to not give it to those two. I don't know why. And it was just, they had the proper, and then it was also when they did the tour, it was uh, he used the excuse about t-shirt sales or something because like uh Saraj, i remember he came in really fuming one day he said just give me the fucking money now this is Saraj to campbell so just give me it now because i know that you're not going to give it to me by the end of the tour so just give it give it to me now up front and then we'll and then we'll move on so that i remember that i remember there was like really heated argument about that um but yeah because obviously Saraj had kind of toured with him previously i think he got to know what he was like so yeah i think he's just a bit of a he's just a bit of a swindler i think that's like i said he's del boy about the charm well i i said it to tommy at the start is that like loads people bring up the we're in a spiritual war adage and this is just kind of how i view can this controlled up thing is someone controlled up are they not obviously some of them are and you're really good at covering that shawnee boy but in the case of campbell it's like it's greed you're just seeing like insane levels of greed that you probably haven't yeah. actually. That's that's the other thing as well. It's like it's it's, it's like in, in this movement, there are a lot of people who, uh, especially the sort of stay positive crowd, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, positivity, no negativity. And the problem with that is that means that you don't you kind of you kind of sacrifice the power of no. Because no one likes saying no to people. Because saying no is like, you know, you don't want to upset people. Even though you're getting shafted, you you kind of want to help everyone. You're more likely to say yes than no, right? Because no is kind of like a, you know, seen as a negative word, yeah? And because of that, a lot of people in the movement, because they're there, oh, stay positive. I'm just going to take everyone's word for whatever they come along. We're all truthers. None of us are liars and all this, right? But the problem with that kind of mindset is that you then attract these con artist charlatan types, right? Who know that you're not, you're very unlikely to say no to them. And it's like, there's a lot of people in this movement that uh, I believe, I think are basically just pure grifters. I mean, everyone's a little bit of a grifter, right? But these guys are like, basically, you know, Lionel Hutz, the monorail guy from the Simpsons kind of like con artist. You know what I mean? That, that kind of level, like the snake oil salesman kind of, and it does it does attract a lot of those people. Um, uh, but, but yeah, but that's the problem with that. And they just and people who are wired like that, they just go for it like like a like a like a like a bee to honey. Do you know what I mean? They just take advantage of people who 
you know, and um, they end up losing their money and like losing their property. I mean, uh, is call out time is like this. Uh, what you just the love and light attitudes? It was pretty much shortly after I set foot on the site, I thought, ah, okay, this is the physical man- manifestation of people not looking at their shadow side. That's literally what's going on right now. Is we've got this like hulking great disaster going on right here the main stage is condemned kids can't like no one can get any food it's just awful but it's the freedom movement so we were all having a wonderful time and like yeah and so that's why yeah, I, yeah. I, I get, get, get nick sorry nick, sorry to interrupt you I, I carry on camping i was literally having a conversation with this guy and he's he sounds exactly like the guy you're talking about he said yeah i went to carry on camping yeah, I said, I heard it was a bit of a disaster. And he goes, nope, I had the greatest time ever. I said, yeah, but everything, all those people got turned away and all that, you know, and all of the stage was, and and all of the, all of the other problems, the food outlets, the toilet. You mean jump for freedom, not carry on camping, right? Yeah, but I met him at Carry, I met him at carry On Camping, oh, I mean, right, over right, the right, weekend right. just now. And he also went to General Freedom Festival, right? And he was going like, yeah, I had a great time. One of the great, what well, he said, what well, best times, one of the best times. And I said, yeah, but all of this stuff, I listened to all the stuff. And he goes, yes, but my personal experience is that I stayed positive and I had a good time. I said, yeah, but is it worth the hundred quid worth of positivity? And he goes, well, I had a good time. He, got, he started getting a bit like he get he got really defensive. And I think, wow, I thought I, to me that just sounded like just like a proper denial kind of like, no, 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 it was great. It was great. It was never any negative. It was fantastic. And I'm just like, wow. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what well, that that's a that's a that's a dude in denial there. Like of all the negativities, because yes, but I personally done it. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I personally had a good time. It's, it's well, yeah. like, oh wow. So you had to muster up you had to muster up positivity in order to get through the shit show of, of that festival in order to have a good time. Do you know what I mean? Like I would still, but yeah, it's like, you know, you go like, oh, there's no one above Cam- Campbell who's holding them accountable. At the end of the day, mate, if people want to go to Campbell's festival and pay 170 quid up to 450 quid, that's up to them, mate. Let, let the market decide. Like, it's only like, what do they say? Like a fall in their money are easily parked. If that's the way people want to be, that's the way the people want to be. The market will decide eventually. But I think Campbell, I mean, I don't think he'll get if he gets half the amount of people turned to his festival next year, if he does still have it, um, and it's still shit, right? Which I, I think it will be because like I said, I just know how this guy what thinks, right? Um he that's him done. I think that I mean I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked that there's still people like you say defending the guy. But um it's like this stockholm syndrome i don't know what it is but it's some sort of weird thing that's going on but if he doesn't improve the next year that i definitely be done i mean i can't it's weird with campbell anyone else would go oh we're not going to tour now like oh we won't bother touring because he made a right fuck up of that festival but campbell will just will just tour i he'll just keep going he'll turn up and go hey, everybody and he'll be like hey man you ripped me off you ripped me off money but he'll still just yeah. turn up and continue being, being campbell 
I mean, I mean, in terms of this denial and cope, I've, I've kind of, I'm having a slow realization, which is like, hang on, was anyone else who was actually at this festival being as loud as I'm being about this? Because I'm having to rely on like Sean and Tommy to kind of back me up on this one, because the general attitude is that people don't want to talk about it, and like, yeah, there were three guys from the United Free Press that got free press passes, and the their reputation is supposed to be built on telling the truth. And what they've done is they've gone and filmed the few talks and few performances that did happen, given that footage to Campbell. Campbell is now using that for promo. And the way that Campbell works is he hooks in people that haven't been disappointed by last year's event. That's why the yeah. lineup had like Bob Moran and people on it is because people that weren't connected to Campbell and people that had not worked with him before. He'll just suck in a whole new lot of yeah, people. Yeah, they didn't know they didn't know Campbell, yeah. Yeah, and my concern is that if you you got a free press pass to go to that site and you're now helping Campbell to basically scam people in the future by not being honest about what happened then fuck your reputation, guys. Like, I know who you are. I'm not naming you. And I will name Robin Minotti because, like, he put out a picture of the lovely, like, him and Tess Lowry and everyone smiling at Jam for Freedom. And I'm just, I immediately comment on it. Are you going to talk about the people who are chasing refunds and had a terrible time? Or are we just going to play this stupid love, not fear game? Because generally the responses are, do you have to... Yeah, I think what it, I, I think it is, see, the, see, the, thing, the, the thing about UF... I've said this before, Nick, yeah, the thing about UFP, United Free Press, is, is that all it is, I said this from the very day one at, at, at Origin, it's just that their, their aim is to play, is to replace one cartel, in this case the UK Press Authority, that's the mainstream media equivalent of UFP. They want to replace one media cartel with another media cartel. It's got nothing to do with freedom. I know they think in their minds that it's like the Justice League coming together of all of these YouTubers or or the Avengers or whatever. Yeah, it's not that. It's the whole model of UFP is essentially an authoritarian socialist-like structure in a libertarian um pro freedom movement it's like the two that it doesn't fit in the jigsaw of the freedom movement because really what should replace the uk press authority is nothing it should be replaced by another body because you got so how it operates is is that you get one guy in this case kerry what's his name kerry mullins is that his name sorry kerry murray is that whatever his name is oh You've got mute. Unmute yourself. What he is? Am I unmuted? Ah, we got you. Cool, brilliant. So what it is, is that he's basically set himself up as the sort of secretary of, of this of this organization, like a general secretary. And basically you sign up over all of your YouTube channels to this guy. If he doesn't like in his in his in his mindset, in his in his individual opinion, if he doesn't like what you're doing, he will basically send you an email or 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 phone you and say, "I don't like what you've done on your channel. Can you remove that?" So essentially, you're signing yourself up for a boss 
So the whole point of the YouTube of setting up your own YouTube channel was to hopefully one day not have a boss, to have enough income where you can just be your own boss. But now you essentially signed yourself into a boss-like structure. And I told all of this, you can ask Ben, uh, Disabled Journal, you know, um, Descent Media guys, right? I told him this is going to happen. And no word of a lie, Nick, yeah? The next day, because during it was in Brighton at the Stand Up X party last year or something, and I said no, because he was really harping on for me to join. He was doing the hard sell. He was going, you've got to join. You've got to join us, Sean. Come on, doing a hard sell, right? And I said no, Ben, because that is essentially a socialist-like authoritarian structure. I know you guys think it's Justice League coming together, but it's actually in reality is essentially like this communist authoritarian thing where you get one general secretary guy on top, a Stalin-like guy, that's basically telling you how to run your channel. And then he will back. There is, he goes, oh, but we're for freedom of speech. They're not for freedom of speech. They're whatever the freedom that Kerry Mullen says it is, right? And basically, you're going to do something eventually, and he's going to call you up or send you an email and say, I don't like this. And no word of a lie, Nick, that very next day, he got an email from Kerry Mullins that said, yo, I didn't like what you did in your live stream talking to those coppers. And then I think then they suspended, they suspended Ben as the as the deputy leader, or the deputy chairman or whatever, the, the deputy dictator of um, the UFP. And that was it. And then he was and then he made a video a few weeks later and he said, Sean, you're absolutely right, mate. I said, yeah, because you're you're essentially putting in a a non-freedom like model that I, I imagine they generally just don't see it because most authoritarian people do not realize they're authoritarian. It's like you look at the people in XR, look at the people in Antifa, look at those type of people. They generally believe they are the good guys. They generally believe that, oh no, we're for freedom, we're all this. And it's just like obviously I'm not saying the UFP people are as bad as those said organizations. They're not. They're on a far lesser side of the of the spectrum to it but it's like they still think that oh we just write this down they sign themselves up to a contract a document they can call it a constitution all they want i don't care and you're signing yourself up to how to be ruled how to how to rule their channel so the whole idea of the ufp is just total it, it it's trying to it's trying to be a collectivist authoritarian body in in a, in a movement that is totally opposite so it's more individualistic it's more pro-liberty you know and it's just that's the structure of it but obviously what i think it is now and they do become corrupt especially when it's when it's a centralized body that's controlling it they um they they've they've essentially been bribed pre-bribed by saying hey you can have all of the free tickets you want to all of these festivals all of this stuff like like a cartel and basically, you just do good reports on us and you'll always have a home here. Because obviously, those guys are basically bricking themselves that if they actually tell the truth, they will not be invited to the next festival or it might spread where other people get word, oh, we better not invite them. They tell the truth, right? And then they will get their little interviews with Tess Daly or whatever her name is, Tess Laurie, um, and all of the other big names, David Icke or whatever. Oh, no, we might not get a conversation with David Icke. Oh, my God. Like, and all of this. So that is basically what I think it is. They'll, they'll get, so they're no better than the BBC. They're no better than any of that. They'll just, they'll just shut their mouths when they feel as though, mm, well, I might not be invited back there next year. So basically, it's just turned out exactly like 
all look like the UK press authority itself. That was pretty blunt. That was pretty blunt. But I, I mean, I was just calling them out on the level of like, uh, yeah, don't be, don't be bribed by like, I've got a free ticket. Therefore, I can't tell the truth about what happened there. Like, that's terrible, especially considering what we are. But I can yeah, see it's that. a free bribe. Yeah, but I and I can see that emerging if you're using the the press thing to get free tickets to stuff. It's like, yay, let's let's cover Tess Lowry's thing and not ask about how the hell ivermectin can cure a virus that there's no proof exists. Right. I, I'm I'm genuinely like that shit needs answering in my head. Um but as an emergent problem, I'm concerned with it. Maybe Campbell did not know much about me when he invited me to be involved, because if he'd seen a single fucking video that I've done in the last year, he should have expected this, because this is what I do, like way ahead of DJing or anything. But I get maybe it does take some balls to go to that festival and actually report honestly on what happened, because the main... I want no, I he won't he won't think like that he, he just doesn't he doesn't think normally you're you're like you have to sort of once you get to know him it's like you can kind of predict what he's going to do but he does surprise you every now and then. it's like like we we were in tour in scotland and there was this weird bloke that was uh we got chatting to and he said oh yeah i'm a dj i'm a dj we were like right all right cool and he goes oh how about i open for you you know when when you're sound testing and stuff and all of that yeah sound checking and all that i can play my dj set around that and we and he was like yeah, yeah that's good that's good so anyway throughout the night he was just a bit odd and he, he brought up a name of this girl that we all knew or at least uh at least me and saraj knew anyway and i and i, I messaged her and i went like oh i got on with we're with your mate uh this this guy i won't say his name and he went, and she went, oh, he's not my mate. He's like a stalker. He stalks me, and like he's he's absolutely nuts. You know what I mean? Like and all of this. So we went, oh right. So he was weird anyway. So we wanted to make some distance from him. So we said to Campbell, hey, look, Campbell, this guy's a bit odd, man. So he's apparently stalking this bird and all that. Um, and he went, um, he went, oh, maybe you'll be all right. And he said he wanted to come. We were staying in this little flat, one bedroom flat in um in Scotland, maybe two bedrooms actually, and. The guy, he was doing van life before me, right? He was going, oh, but he didn't have a shower or anything like my van, right? He just had a basically a transit-sized van that he was just sleeping in. And he really wanted a shower. And he went, is there anywhere I can have a shower? And then Campbell just goes to him. Keeping in mind, he knows all of what what's what's wrong with this guy. Yeah? And he goes, yeah, yeah, you can come around the house we're staying in. And like me and Siraj, and we're looking at each other like, what? We can't just invite this guy around. We don't, like, we don't. Well, first of all, we don't know him, and what we do know of him, he's he's weird, right? And also, you've not asked permission from the homeowner, you know, like from the place. This woman that has kindly let us stay around the place. So the next day, we go, yeah, you're not inviting that bloke around, Campbell, mate. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Like, and he goes, oh no, I've already messaged him. He's coming around. And then we had to tell the, we had, yeah, I said, look, there's this guy coming around, and she said, no, I don't know him. He's not allowed in the house. And then there was this kind of, and Campbell was like, oh, no, I'd be all right. It's like, can't, you don't even fucking know the bloke. You know what I mean? So he eventually turned up, and me and Saraj had to go downstairs. I always remember he had his, he had his towel on the shoulder, and he had a toothbrush in the other hand, and he was so happy, right? And he came along, he went, look, sorry, mate, you can't come in because, you know, like, 
that oh, we've asked the owner and they've said, no, I'm really sorry, right? And the guy just wouldn't accept. goes, oh, but Campbell said I can. It's like, look, Campbell don't own the fucking place. He shouldn't be saying that first. And the owner says no, then that's the end of it, ain't it? But then, but then, um, and then it got into it got a bit heated, and literally, Saraj and this guy had a fight, right? And eventually, he fucked off, right? And then Wait, um, the we're going to the big stop. What did they fight while the guy's in a towel with just his toothbrush? No, no, he just had the towel around his shoulder. He just oh. had it on his shoulder. I right? thought he was so prepared that he was just he but just had it around. Get this, yeah. Get this. But this is the now. You think this is weird already, yeah? Now it gets weird. This is the inside mind of Campbell, yeah. So we're then thinking, well, that's that. He's fucked off, right? And then we're um we're driving to um where they're, they're to be set up outside the Scottish Parliament, and he's Campbell. Even knowing he's he knows there's been a fight between him and Siraj and all of this, right? And still. He messages the guy and says, oh, here's my coordinates. Um, follow me. Just follow this car. So the guy's following us via WhatsApp on these coordinate things. And like we're going, we said, we said, Campbell, what are you doing? He's going, like, oh, he's going to DJ for it. I said, he's not de like, we've just had, do you not understand what's just happened? We've been an altercation where you fucking invited people. By the way, we got thrown out of that flat as well because of Campbell again inviting weirdos back right for fucking showers right and it's like it's like what listen he's just had a fight with Siraj we just you know and obviously it's bad blood just leave it we don't even know we've never met this guy he could be totally shit at what he does as well we have no idea about him just just can you just let, let us go any other normal person would go oh yeah fine we're done with that there he is, let's move on. Not Campbell. Campbell's still texting him, going, Oh yeah, follow, yeah, follow us, follow us, knowing that there's been this bad blood and the and the, the owner of the place has gone like, Yeah, oh, you guys, you shouldn't be doing that, and all make it awkward for, for me and Saraj, right? And it's just like and all of this. And like any other normal person wouldn't do that. Not this fucker. He's just messaging him, he's just telling him the coordinates, everything. Like, well, like, what are you doing? This is how we think. He does not. He does not think like a normal human person. I'm telling you, there's just something like not wired or he just lacks empathy. He lacks something, empathy or whatever. And he just goes like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he just continues. It's the, this, this is what I mean. You're not, he, he probably does know what you do, but he just doesn't apply that then. Like, you know, it's really bizarre how, his mindset it's actually fascinating to watch him like i say like interacting with people damning that's, that's all I <laughs> <laughs> no no because like yeah i i think your prediction is right that unless jam for freedom is stopped and it must be stopped um there will be a jam for freedom festival next year and the question is, yeah, no, but look, look, look. I can tell you right now, I'm not going to it as I didn't go to the first one. If people want to go to it, they can go to it. Like, I don't think it's really our responsibilities to stop it. Like I say, you just let the market decide. If people want to go and waste their money at that, then look, a fool and their money are easily parted. They're welcome to, right? But I, I know what he's like. He's not going to learn from this. He's just going to care because the way he, like, the three years he's been touring. Nothing has changed with him. He hasn't improved on punctuality. He hasn't improved on, um, um, how can I say it, um, pe um, 
people management. You know, like he, he, he's like he continues to shaft his own bandmates. Never mind. So of course he's going to shaft strangers of a festival that he doesn't even know. If he's willing to, to like to fuck over Tommy and Sarosh and Vivian and all the others, Tommy, the other Tommy, there's another guy called Tommy as well. But if he's willing to like Lucas Lyon, Ramiz, if he's willing to uh, Ellie Brooke, if he's willing the vegan queen, whoever her name is, if he's willing to like f over all of those people, then of course he's going to do it again, isn't he? It's, it's just obvious, right? People he doesn't even know. Who's going to fuck them over? It's a good list of artists when you reel them off. That's just my observation: is that the list of people who went, "No, I'm absolutely not playing the Jam for Freedom Festival." It's a it's a good list. I want all that lot on a lineup together. No, but what shocked me was is that they all still, some of them still went and performed with him again, even though they've been totally shafted up by him before. Mm. Well, look, it, yeah, it, it it's time for it to end. I'm I'm being stern. Um, I want to I want to book more low level stuff than this. Get it on. Were you going to say something? Oh, I've got a couple of small no, sorry, videos I'm if you wanted to see them. Yeah, go for it. That figure is only rising. Estimate the continued lockdown will result in 6.5 million jobs lost. Institute of Social and Economic Research, University of Essex. Child abuse. Think of the children. Think of your grandchildren. Child abuse has increased by 1,493% month on month in comparison to the same month last, last year. That includes severe head injuries. Wake up. Okay, well, it's basically Campbell talking to the press, um, and he's he's saying lockdowns have caused um, over ninety five percent of this and this, and he's like, he, there's people like videoing him, and he's basically like going, think of the child, think of the children, wake up, and he's basically doing a, uh, an activist speech, right? But it comes across to me like it's rehearsed. And it's in 6th of February, 2021. So, I mean, you'll have to see the video to get what I mean, but to me, it seems like he's acting. Can you see Is this he... second video, this second screen now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so he, he used to, either he used to work, or he's at least he's got on LinkedIn, he, he was a con quality controlled analyst at RSVP Media Response, right? A media response is a company that employs professional actors, right? So his background is in media. It's not in activism. Um, and then if you look at this here, okay. it says, uh, Jam for Freedom, supporting the people's paper. I remember interning at Sky and work experience at ITV when I was a teenager, teenager and thinking, I don't want to be a tool of your establishment. I mean, if you can think of anyone who wouldn't think that, it would be Campbell, wouldn't it? But like you <laughs> of something that the first few times I went out and filmed him, it was a very rehearsed line, which was on day one of the forced quarantine of healthy people. Uh, I went out with a Brazilian drummer and started jamming. And I could tell that word for word, it was forced quarantine of healthy people, which is not a common phrase within the freedom movement. He had these stop phrases but i was never able to engage him in a conversation about the lockdown and like all the covid crap and actually have like a real 
you know, what the fuck is going on, like I could with either of you two. Do you similar experience? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I remember a couple of times um, trying to, like, yeah, dig deeper with him about, like, his background and stuff. And he was very different from everyone else. Everyone else was just very open and very honest. And he kind of, you know, he just didn't really go into it. And that, that's why I don't see him as an activist. I see him as a media guy. And if you, if you look at it, like he says in this thing, uh, now we have our own press, our own festivals, our own journalism, music and art scene, businesses and economy. We have built, we have built our own culture. Thank you to all that have helped build up the freedom movement. You see what I mean? It's like he's taking like, it's very like, you could get like an English uh, like professor in to study this and say, what is he doing here? Like, I don't, I don't think he's smart enough to write that. I think someone else wrote that for him. Or he's just like, he understands it so well that he's using it but that's that's quite dark i think because it's taking think, credit think, uh, yeah i think he is using it like it's like what you said in your video i think you nailed it tommy when you said um it's like how black lives matter has hijacked like racism do you know what i mean mm. to use it for their own money making um spin do you know what i mean it's like it's, it's like you said um what did you say about campbell like he's basically well, he's, he's seen that and he goes right i can monetize this somehow and he's is, like gone go on yeah yeah you i mean like um i think jump for freedom the slogan is very similar to black lives matter in that you can't like disagree with it if you if you're part mm -hmm. of the movement and it's like I, I remember like very early in the whole pandemic scamdemic i think he had that website up and i just remember thinking that's up very early and I don't think I. I just think there's a lot of questions to be asked about this guy, and like, yeah. I, I like. I don't I, think, I, I, think I, don't, I don't. I don't think like if if he carries on doing events, we need to be like like who is running your website. Uh, we need to like know like what is going on with him because if I think it's him. I think I think it. I think it is just him because obviously he he always when we went on tour, he always used to just be on his laptop constantly, like um just net like he's re like I said he's really good at. At, uh, at promotion and all of that technical side of stuff, but when it comes to the actual hands-on practicality of it, he's he's worse than useless. Like he really is bad. Um, but I think he's just got a mind for that. And like I said, look, there's there's some people are wired to see where ah, there's a market there for that. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, muscle in on that and possibly get something. I think that's what it is. He's just very. Um, money making business driven do you know what i mean like um so, sometimes that's okay but sometimes some people go too far of it which i think he has personally um you know especially with that that was the last straw of me that whole that whole festival thing when i heard what he was charging people because obviously he tried to ban uh, uh the, the, the gas cookers and, and barbecues from the from the campsite um in order to uh, whether that was a stipulation from the from the uh, the people, I don't know. From the the place that he rented the place off, I don't know. Or he's done that in order to make people then go to his food outlet and then pe get pe get charged like seven pound fifty a beer and ten pound a cheeseburger without any fries. Do you know what I mean? That's like I thought that is that that's that that I think 
that yeah, that was definitely the last straw for me. I mean, he's just told he's behaving like a corporate, big corporate festival does to their walking pound sign festival goers. You know, that that's that's what it is, you know. And we're we're meant to be a bit better than that. And I thought that I went, no, 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 that's that's just I heard the food was substandard. There's one woman who said to me that she saw whatever whoever it was, he saw she saw the cook, one of the cooks go in to the toilet whilst wearing their kitchen apron and then come out and then just go right back into the kitchen again. You know what I mean? You're paying you're paying for like just sub subpar quality kind of uh, standards, you know what I mean? And the, the the price of that ticket was just absolutely disgraceful. Like you had, you had another guy, Simon in Leicester. He had the same weekend, uh, different weekend, sorry, but he was charging forty pound, I think, for for the weekend. Um, Carry on camping, I think, was ninety pounds, and that, in is my opinion, the best festival in this whole freedom movement. Um, Hope Sussex, I think, charged, I think, at most, it was a hundred quid the first festival, but they downscaled it, so I think it was. I think it was also 90. I, I don't quote me, something like that. Um, but yeah, but that 170 quid, that's, you, you do, you do expect a, a level quality. Like if it was a Leicester Freedom Festival, you're paying only 40 quid for the weekend ticket. Mm-hmm. You kind of will let a few things slide. You'll go, well, it's only 40 quid at the end of the day. But with, with, um, with, with Campbell, it's, um, it's yeah okay. Hungry. That's what I was saying to the guy at Carry On Camping. I was saying yeah, but you did pay 170 quid. I, mean, I don't know how rich you are, but you do expect some kind of standard to that to that ticket price. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the, like the, anyone the, would. That's why a lot of people are pissed off. The the Equinox uh, Rise Above Festival was 130 quid. That was really good. Oh. For, but you know that that was a lot more the, the leaning towards like getting the music right, whereas Carry On Camping is a bit more family. But you see these like prices like. We can kind of like compare them and like see, yeah, it all seems about right, but Jam for Freedom definitely was overpriced. Well, that's that's the message I'm trying to drill through to people that are still in the um uh you know, can't we all just get along and be kind camp? Is that that ticket price was surely was that not for Jimmy Levy and David Icke and the Delling Pole podcast and this massive list of like big names that either never showed up um because it was never properly organized or showed up and left in disgust at nobody greeting them that's good that's quite an essential thing is that if you've got all these artists arriving that somebody is there to tell them where to go and all that and like <laughs> do, do you guys know? Well, that was your fault yeah it was your fault Nick. That was your fault, Nick. You might be the stage manager, mate. So, do you know what I mean? It's all your fault, really. Manager, I was working under somebody. I thought it was Fifi, and then she told me, no, I've not heard that. And we've, and we still, to this day, have not figured out who was working above me. That's where we're at. Yeah, it's. Uh, I saw her. She did a... Um, I don't know her, um, but I, I, knew, I knew her from... Uh, I recognised her face, but she did a video on her Odyssey channel it's just called stand stand in the park, and it's it's on the Telegram, uh, their Telegram channel as well. They just purely uploaded it to the to the Telegram channel. I don't know if you guys have seen that the stand in the park, Fifi review. She's oh, yeah. with some other woman, and they're reviewing the uh, they're reviewing the what happened. And even they were like, again, they were like, yeah, it was. We can't. We we could just say positive, you know, stay positive and all this stuff. 
but no, it was it weren't great. <laughs> like that was there. That was basically, and it went on for about an hour uh, talking saw, about. Yeah, it. I saw that. I saw that. It, this page is looking interesting. Can you scroll down it a bit? So, because like, I just this... thought, yeah, if you look at this page, right, a lot of these names have been like um, copied and pasted from um, another website, which was like an Australian version of Jump for Freedom. A lot of these people haven't really like. I don't think Lucas Lang would be happy to have his name on here. I'm not happy no. to have my name on here anymore. Uh, and if we ask him to take our names off, is he going to take us off now? Because it's like, look, look what he's doing here. It's just like all these people are part of this movement. And it's like, well, have you just copied and pasted it from the, um, I think it's called something nation. Um, can't remember you know, the name. But... Dodgy about this is it actually looks like whoever's running Jam for Freedom in Australia is doing a pretty damn good job of it. Because I remember seeing that, well, it was one of the places that took it on, and I saw some stuff that sounded better than what Campbell was producing in the UK. But if you look at that list down there, it's almost somebody is doing a very good job on his behalf, and they might not have a clue what he's like. But well, um, it's not called Jump for Freedom Australia, though. The other one is called. It's like a separate thing. Right. It's okay. called like. Um, I think it's. Oh, I forget. I forget what it is, but. Uh, Actors all over the world all the time. Um, yeah. What's sad about it though is that this is it, like I was saying, Jam for Freedom ought to have been a good platform for you guys. That that's exactly what this should be. This should be a directory that points everyone to like I know Angry North wouldn't be happy to be on there because I've just seen that name. Um like yeah, this should be pointing everyone to their actual music or at least have like a nice playlist on there so that you're showing off the music of the freedom movement. But mm. it's not that. It's just a big list of there people. Is, there is actually, there's actually a Spotify um, Jam for Freedom playlist. So everyone, because I was listening to it and I was going, do you know what? It almost, it almost, well, I say almost, like about... There was a slight, there was like a one second um, thought in my mind that was like, oh, maybe I should go because I was listening to the sound whilst I was driving. And then I went, nah, it will, it will just fall apart. <laughs> so, but they do, there is a Jam for Freedom um, uh, Spotify list. So I don't know, maybe Tommy, if you want to see if any of your songs are on there. I don't know if you release them or whatever. But you know, um, like, I remember just after yeah, I there, there's stuff on there. But it's, good, it's, a good, it's, a, it's a good Spotify list, though, to be fair. Yeah, just just after I left, like the band, and he ripped me off. Like maybe a few weeks later, he he had been like, because basically Lucas Lyon and his girlfriend made all the videos of us, so he'd been messaging Lucas saying, "Can you give me Tommy's video so I can put it on the site?" And Lucas was like, "Well, I'm gonna ask Tom," and I was like, "No, don't give it to him." So he did he did did get get into this thing where he he would like rip you off, and then he'd be like, "Can I have that video?" And you'd be like, "No, you rip, you rip me off." You know, yeah, it's like he would do that. He would do that with Siraj. He would go like he just you will just uh, f over Siraj, and then he would be all like, oh, "All right, mate, can I have that thing?" You're like, "No, fuck off!" You just yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Like that. That it was. It was all of that all the time. Yeah. It's just then, like, like I said, a normal person wouldn't wouldn't do that. Like immediate, almost you know, immediately after you just ripped someone off. You know what I mean? And it, but he would. That's like that's the hilarious thing about him. Like me, me and Sarov are thinking about doing like a sitcom 
angle and making it like about sort of roughly like around Campbell. But he was he was just like a sitcom character. He wasn't like he, he was never born, you know, like someone just wrote him and then he just turned up one day. You know what I mean? He was like something like that. In the way I, think that the, I think there's a lot of truth in what you just said there, man. Yeah. It was yeah, it was it was like what was that film again where like they write something down on a page and they, they rip it out and then it, it becomes reality. He was that about again. It was like someone did that with Gamble. But he's like he's like I say, he's like a sitcom character. You watch him, but it's like do you know like when I say like Del Boy about the charm, yeah? It's like imagine if you everyone loves Del Boy, the character from Only Fools and Horses, yeah. Maybe not, maybe not uh David Jason himself, yeah. That's for another re- that's for another topic for another time, yeah. But but everyone loves Del Boy. But imagine, I used to say, because I used to know someone who was just like Del Boy I used to work with, but he actually had charm, yeah, right? He had charm like Del Boy. And I said, and I said, he, imagine if you actually had a friend like Del Boy, he would all, because Del Boy was always scamming his mates, wasn't he, as well? Like, imagine if you actually had a friend that was Del Boy and he constantly, like, you know, he's, he's constantly ripping you off or whatever. That's Campbell. But then minus the Del Boy charm, that's basically what it is. It's just like you, you. It would be, it would be a nightmare to have him around because you just don't know one day you're just gonna get there and he's gonna rip you off somehow. That's how it was with this guy at work I used to know. It was like you don't. He'll just throw you under the bus one day for like for no good reason. He would say, "Oh yeah, yeah, it was Sean's idea to do that," or it was, it was, it was Lee's idea to do that, and it wasn't. It was totally on him. But that that was just like the way that it was. But yeah, he he's just like he he just doesn't learn from his uh, encounters, experiences. I, I don't know; it's bizarre. But yeah, it's got. I'll be quite explaining that about the whole chapters that he's got. You know, the Australian chapters and all of that. That'd be quite interesting because if he was willing to do that, fifty percent. Oh, I keep fifty percent of the money, then you lot split all of the other fifty percent. Um, I wonder if he's got some kind of deal with the other. Um, chapters of, of Jam for Free. Not that I really care, but it would just be interesting to know. Like, he's probably, I imagine that they have to, it's going to be something like they have to pay him to use the name Jam for Freedom because it's a, because it is registered on Company's House as a business, Jam for Freedom Limited. So I imagine he's got something like they've got to pay him to use the, the, the name of Jam for Freedom and plus any t shirt sales and all of that. It's probably a, a big splice of that, probably 50%, goes uh, straight to Campbell. Like, I imagine it's something like that, unless you know something, uh, uh, Tommy or... or... I, remember, I remember, like, on the day that he ri- on the day that he ripped me off, like, I was like, how can... Like, wh- am I getting my money? And he was like, well, I need it for the car. And, like, I was like, uh, so I'm getting off in then. And, and, like, he started going, well, Jump for Freedom of 15 chapters in, in across the world. I'm like, what the fuck are you on about? It's like... What is it? What is a chapter anyway? It's like some guy in like some city in Australia, like singing Wonderwall on the street with a jam for freedom. It's, like, it's, it's not, not it's like, like putting out any original. You know, music. Like, no, it's like you know, like Hell's Angels. They have chapters, don't they? They don't call it like clubs or associations or anything like that. They call it chapters. So, Hell's Angel LA chapter or whatever, all this sort of stuff. I think that's what he was doing for that because chapter sound of. Uh, more cooler people think of like Hell's Angels and like all of that sort. Of, so and it, that's to do with you know that's tightly um, connected with rock and roll. Do you know what I mean? Like rock music and stuff like that. So 
I reckon that was his mindset of doing it. It was quite, you know, it's, it's quite clever. Does that not feed into the uh, thing, thing that... to do? So, but I reckon it's some, it's some kind of motivation on it. There's no doubt. He wouldn't let anyone use that name for free, would he? He, he wouldn't go, oh, yeah, you lot in Australia, you lot in Ireland, you lot in, uh, what are the other places he's got? Is it Germany and all that? He's got loads of them, right? Like, he wouldn't just go. I, like, I know him enough to know that he won't go, yeah, 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 you can use my name. You can use the, you can use the name. It's cool. Like, it's all about freedom. That's what any of us would probably say, yeah? But then, but then he'll go, no, you've got to give me some money for it. Oh, I'm going to have to take a chair. Well, any money that you make through busking, I get to get 50% of it. I reckon it's going to be it's something so like that. It's got, it's got to be some deal. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I think that, that that thing with the chapters, I think, and like, obviously, I know this is just my opinion. I think that feeds into the theory that he has a controller and this is not all being done by him. And, and another thing I would just want to say about that. And I'm not 100% on this myself. I'm kind of not 80, 20 on it. But someone at the Time to Rise Festival, I talked to them about what happened and they said they were talking to the security there and they were kind of trying to, like, they were basically ended up going, who who pays your wages? Does the government pay your wages? And the guy was, like, looking away as if to say, yeah, the government does pay my wages. So that's another sort of bit of evidence that maybe this whole jump for Freedom thing is, like, a deep state thing. And again, you know, I don't have any like evidence to uh, real hard evidence for that. But I, mean, I, think, I mean, you could be right. I think right, it's a possibility. You could, you could be right, but I just don't think it's that complex. I think he's just a bit of a person who likes know, to rip off. That's people. what. I mean, that's yeah, but that, that's what <laughs> that's normies really say. That's what normies say about the Great Reset. They go, "Oh, it's like it's 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 just um, it's." I think life is just a bit complicated. Do you know what I mean, yeah, even even right. though you might be right, I think it's like we gotta be like. There's no, we can't like not look at certain things like like the fact he used to be working media and the fact that he did this like rehearsed speech very early on and the fact that he's got a very good website and the fact that he got like that Eric Clapton thing, he's got a lot of media exposure, GB News gets like, why is this guy getting so much exposure? Maybe, I don't know. Compulsion to get Maybe. that exposure, as Sean said, he's like, he's a marketing guy. Yeah. Uh, and like, I think it's getting to the point where, like, the controlled op question is quite easy. Like Lawrence Fox and this bridge and stuff. That's just obviously controlled op because look at it; it just, just is. Um, whereas this it strikes me as a compulsion. Um, and uh, and Sean, as you were describing the guy that you used to know that was like this, that was like Del Boy. I think this is why yeah. I'm hot on it. Is like I lived with a guy who imagine. To be fair, he wasn't like Campbell at all. Um, he was very, very charming. And what he was able to do was basically just kind of leech off everyone. And I I noticed it before other people was that like, wait, I'm sharing all my time, all my like food. If I go for a food shop, you just kind of snack on it and swindle your way. Yeah, but we're housemates, like all of it. You're not paying your way. Um, and I noticed it, but he was so good. Uh, he was so charismatic with everyone else. Everyone just thought he was a legend. And then one day I got back into my flat and he had joined himself as a third partner to my other housemates business, which was just a thing that I think two of them were building websites for clients. And this guy had managed to just add himself in as a third member of the business so that he would be getting a third of it. 
by offering nothing like offering coaching to the other two or something he just said oh yeah let me be in and he was so good at it that he actually managed to get like a third of their profit for doing nothing and nobody around me could see it and i think this is why i'm so hot on it now is and why i'll take absolutely no quarter yeah then- yeah like, like, yeah like i said some people are just wide like that mate you know what i mean some people were just like they just got this in them it's like I said in that my video. It's like you know, like how a how a wasp just naturally has the urge to sting you, or or a scorpion has to you know to 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 poison you, or a snake, or any or anything like that, right? It's like it's just natural to some people to just con you, essentially. Like do you know what I mean? It's just it's just in their nature. They can't they can't help they they can't help themselves to like just do something like that. You know, like um and even though they consider you friends they'll still like they'll still sting you you know they'll still they'll still you know and it's just that's just the way some people are that it's just it's just in their nature to do so i don't know why i don't know whether it's something that you're born with or something that um or you or you've lack or or you um or you've been taught it through through your growing up whether through parents or whatever i don't know what it is but some people are just designed to be like that. And that's just, you know, some people are good, placid people. Some people are angry, nasty people. It's just uh, some people are just like that, you know, and they can be charming. And because Campbell does have a bit of a charm to him. Uh, he does. Because I thought I, I generally uh, kind of fell for it first because I thought that the Campbell I was going to meet with i didn't know him too well before we went on the tour i thought it was the camera that the campbell we get on camera the one where it's like rock and roll baby we're never going to stop and i thought he was like this kind of cheeky kind of you know but then when i went touring with him, he's nothing like that he's very uh reserved very distant he's just on his laptop all day we would be like right we're going to go out to the pub you want to come with you like, no no i'm going to stay here and do that like he was staying the whole house by himself. Like even the owners of the place would go out to the pub with us, or they would want us to show them around their town. You know what I mean? And you know, they'd love to show us around the town. And Cam would be like, "Oh no, thanks. I'm just going to work on, um, you know, Jam for Freedom website or whatever it is." Um, that was it. That's just the way he is. He's just uh, very uh, reserved. You know, some people aren't all. Um, what's the word? For they're not all. Um, um oh what's the word on for you they're not everyone's not uh an extrovert you know what i mean some people are introverts and stuff like that so maybe it could be that i don't know i i don't think so because he's running out there going rock and roll baby it's a strange thing for an introvert yeah, but, that, but that's the that's that's the that's the that's the uh like the actor you know what i mean like, of campbell like that's the that's the you know the 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 the, the the, the camera version of Campbell, whereas the where the off camera version is like a guy um, that's just very focused on business, like extremely focused on it. Um, Although it doesn't, it doesn't seem like he, and, he's know, actually that good at business, though, right? Because good business would be to at least not uh, like like if you rip people off yeah. in, in the yeah, short yeah, term, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, good right. business, is it? No, 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 you're right. You're right. Well, he's got this... What's the word for then? He's got this... Um, 
he's got a business mind, but maybe he's, but he might not be good at business stuff, but he definitely has the mindset to try and get something done anyway. Uh, but he just, like I said, he's really great at the online um, theoretical work, but when it comes to the actual practical work, it's like, okay, in theory, this is all going to work, but then we'll apply that now to the real world and it just doesn't work. You know what I mean? That's, that's basically uh, the jam for freedom model. That's basically what it does. It is, and I knew that going into the festival. I just kind of thought that I'd be able to navigate it because I'd always managed before, you know, I'd show up to a jam for freedom, it gets shut down by the police, whatever. We had a laugh. Like, I, I, but I, maybe I didn't consider the scale of such a thing. Yeah, whatever, you know, they normally get shut down by police. I did think that on the first day. It's like, oh, yeah, shit. Jam for freedom always gets shut down by police. Is that going to happen? It's looking, it's looking pretty likely. Yeah, he he, he, want, he wanted that. He, there was that thing in Scotland because the Queen visited the day um, of that. Oh, There's going to be a, a protest outside the Parliament because they were passing. They were going to basically rubber stamp the uh, mandatory vaccinations, and um, basically that was the whole reason. But coincidentally, on the same day, the Queen was visiting. And obviously there's all these pro hardcore royalist people and he wanted to set up on that side and also kind of partially block this street as well. And um, he, he, I need to ask, I, I need to ask the others that were with me, but I, I think he would, I think he would be on being arrested so he would get publicity. Do you know what I mean? It was like, I want to, I want to set myself up to get nicked so then I can, I don't know, get media coverage, you know, at least in the Telegram channels and, you know, my own personal media stuff. Um, but then also perhaps start a crowdfund. This. Whenever I hear crowdfunds, I'm always very sceptical because every time I hear a crowdfund, a lot of the things that I've, I've followed over the years, the crowdfund there's usually goes um, a bit pear-shaped in a sense that people ask, where did the money go and stuff like that you know and all of this sort of stuff so he was always keen on getting arrested that also meant that we all get arrested too because again there was no empathy for hey i don't really fancy getting arrested do you know what i mean it was all just no 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 we've all got to get arrested it was like that he doesn't do you know like a responsible person that person doesn't like send people into danger do you know what i mean it's like with him i'm pretty sure he he, he wanted all of us to basically get nicked um and but then i think it was again Siraj, he said no i'm not getting fucking nicked he says i'm not like we're in scotland where we're meant to be uh i don't know whether it's the time of the you're not allowed to try drive no more than what was it no more than five minutes with your car what was the bullshit wherever no. it was at the time and you're we've not- driven obviously about 300 300 miles north or something <laughs> like do you know what i mean so yeah, and it was all of this. So, yeah, so that's why we thought that's. The, but that was him. He was just like, you know, he gets like, oh yeah, just that's just. I'm, I'm pretty sure he had the mindset of doing it, but yeah, uh, uh, and it was just it was it was, it was a marketing. It, the whole thing was marketing. It was all like, yeah, I'll forget Nick. Yeah, I'll get. I'll probably get this spend a night in the in the jail, um, but it, it will come off big, big publicity big marketing and i've got i sort of come to realize a lot of people i've seen i've sort of sensed it from a few other people as well is that 
a lot of their grift is part of being, oh, look, I've been nicked. But they put themselves in that situation and then to in order to justify a um, in order to justify a uh, some kind of um, publicity or even a crowdfund or whatever, that sort of stuff. Hmm. Yeah. I'm just looking at the page now because there's the, like there's no to the people going who are in the Be Kind Brigade, there's been no accountability. Like even Sonia yesterday said, Well, Campbell said he's refunded people. And then today I've had more people reaching out to me going, How are we gonna get these refunds? Because I want my damn refund. And I'm like, he's putting out statements saying like Yeah, there's people there's people there's people who have messaged me and they've said that, oh, can you help us with that? And I said, look, I'm really sorry, but I'm not going to do that. You know, they want me to, like, I said, look, I didn't go. I'm sorry you had a bad time, but I'm not about to, because, um, yeah, look, I know you're you're a bit differently thinking than me, uh, Nick, but I, I'm not going to be chasing after this. I don't really want to talk about it again after this because, you know, it is like, I can you can only say so much, and if people want to want to believe it, they can believe it. If they don't, they don't. And if they want to go and waste their money again, then again, that's their that's their choice. You know what I mean? Like eventually, I'm hoping eventually they'll wake up, and then they won't go to another one. And eventually, that if it if it continues to be in a bad model, bad business, then he will just fizzle out, right? And that that's just the only way to really do it. Because I mean, what 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 can we do? I mean. All I'm doing is. I mean, what? Um, I mean, because. Oh, it's just because I put my video out. Everyone who went to the festival and then some saw it. Basically, I'm the lighthouse. And that doesn't mean I'm the one fighting for their refunds. It's just I think they should all be in contact with each other rather than doing it together. Yeah, you know? I, said, I said to someone, I said, look, look, just start. Look, I'm not interested, like personally. If you want to start your own Facebook or whatever uh, Telegram group, and then just share that around to public groups, and then I'm sure a bunch of people will get into that group, and then if whatever you want to do, you just do it. Like that's that's the. But they want me to do it for them. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it for you. I never even went to the festival, so you know it's got nothing to do with me. It's like you got to fight your own battles. If you genuinely believe you got ripped off then you have to do something about it. Don't rely on other people who do things for you. Just do it yourself. You genuinely believe that it's uh, it's really wrong. I know a couple of people who I know personally, they're really pissed off with um, with the service that they got um, at, at the Jam for Freedom Festival. And I said, well, if you're pissed off, then do something about it. Like, I'm not going to help you, but you should do it yourself, you know, and hopefully you'll get some kind of uh, justice out of it. No, no, I'm I'm taking this on as one of my my battles. It's basically this and Dan Wooden at the moment. Dan Wooden because it's immense fun, just bullying all of his friends. And this one more because like, well, because I'm really pissed off that he lured me to a field to do that, and I want his life to you know get a little bit harder for the next couple of months. Um, because or I, or I don't want yeah. If people do want some answers, I do want to assist them. Yeah. Do you think he made a loss out of that festival, or do you think he made a profit or broke even? It's, it's, I think he made a killing, didn't he? <laughs> he made like 70 grand. Ticket money that came in, if you tot up what the expenses are, 
it's just unreasonable. It's like you've got the site hire, which had everything, you know, the tents were already set up. There's this bodged stage, which he's paid for. Uh, none of the artists were paid for because Jimmy Levy was presumably the only one that was going to charge a fee and that didn't happen. Catering was his mum, uh, which was run out of the tent that was already set up there. So no catering van. Toilets already there. Um, like all the facilities already there. So it's like, if you want to go check what the higher cost is for that site, somebody go do it. And then minus that from 70 grand, that's how much profit Campbell has made by my calculation. And I, I'm assuming that's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. But the no, thing I mean, is... there's some people who think that he's made a loss. That's, that's the reason why he's only offering fifty percent. But then again, like I say, he doesn't think like other people. So that that's he, like he could have still made a big profit, but he would still say that again. Again, average people wouldn't say this sort of stuff. But it's uh, it's it's the inner it's the inner workings of Campbell. <laughs> yeah. Did you did I show did I put this uh, photo on before? By the way, the the one that's currently shared. Can you see it? Yeah, yeah, we can see that. Got the one with the world's health organization. No, he's uh, yeah. well, he's 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 hugging. Is it someone in a wheelchair? Yeah. So I, I remember when I yeah. I went to a, a meeting where where is it David Miliband? I think it was. He did a speech in York, and I actually asked David Miliband a question about nine eleven, <laughs> even though he didn't answer it very well. But after that, right, right my mum's friend was in a wheelchair, and David Miliband like did a, a photo with the wheelchair. Uh, that's what I remember. It's like these politicians and these media people, they always are taking like photos with people in wheelchairs and stuff. Because it like, especially now, it's just like, it's like, oh, he's a nice guy. And it says like, lovely guests, lovely times. What, who or what do you want to see at the next year's Jam for Freedom Festival? It's just. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to take the opportunity one time to festival. That's what I want to see. Go on. I said to him on the site, you're not going to be able to report on this honestly, are you? And now we're seeing these like promo promo pictures. What or who do you want to see at next year's Jam Freedom Festival? I suppose, yeah, Kerry and the UFP, if you endorse next year's uh, Jam Freedom Festival and you guys want to cover it, go ahead. But I'm just starting to see this as a cult. I was, I was going to comment like when they said, what do you want to see at the next year's Jam Freedom Festival? I was going to say a stage manager... Uh, uh, someone to look after the car park and uh, more of a reasonable price maybe maybe one more maybe one more food outlet would be nice that's what I want to see but but apparently everyone apart from me had a great time there so what do, what do I know um, I think we've yapped about this for long enough yeah, yeah, I, don't yeah think I, I've got, I don't think I've got anything else to say about this as well I agree with Sean it's like there's nothing else to say I've said everything in that video I've said everything now I think that's about it I'm just going to get on with my music now that's well, that's weird. good that we can put it and move on with music. Um, yeah, Denmark Arms on Saturday. I'm going to go to that. Are you at that, Sean? Oh, uh, no, I'm actually, I don't, well, I don't know yet. I'm I'm 80% sure that I'm going to Hope Sussex because there's another festival on this weekend. Um, but it's mm -hmm. not like a hoo, hoo, like crazy festival. It's more of a, uh, it, it'll be a, um, more kind of chilled out kind of vibe it's not going to be well at least i don't think it will be it'll be more talks um and, and probably music a little bit of music in the evening but it'll be mostly uh kind of 
um, speakers kind of festival. Do you know what I mean? Um, Workshoppy kind of stuff. So and then mute, and then they got some DJs at the at, in the evenings in one of the in one of the tents and stuff. So I I might be go. I'll probably be going to that. Um, so unfortunately, I might miss. That's why I, I wasn't really organising that second of September uh, Denmark Arms thing. Um, it's it's more because it's more Soroj's kind of um, local essentially. I just um, so, but again, I've, I've I've noticed with a lot of musicians, maybe not. I don't know whether present company uh, included, but I've noticed that a lot of musicians are not really great at like organizing or planning stuff i don't know what it is but i've said this to a musician once and he said yeah it's probably because that we've been training our minds to learn instruments and whatever that we just kind of throw out all of that other stuff i don't know whether that's true or not but yeah but so i needs to be organizing it but um he kind of um doesn't um or maybe he does but i just don't get to see it i don't know but yeah usually i do that sort of stuff but because i won't be there i'm not it's not really on my mind but the thing i am kind of helping organizing there's a super stand in the park in rygate in surrey um on the following week on the 10th of september so people are happy to come to that um again all there's all speakers obviously you said you'll be djing possibly nick is that right yeah yep yep and i think i don't know about you tommy i, I reckon that's that probably be too far for you in um surrey down south of london when's that uh, the tenth, but I don't know whether it's worth because you know the distance. You live, you live up north. The tenth of September. Yeah, in London. Um, no, well, sorry, Rygate and sorry, Rygate. Uh, the tenth. But again, it's just that, like that's probably a Thursday. The... It's a Thursday at least. See, I work Friday, Saturday, so I'll put it in. Everything. No, no, it'll be a Sunday. Sunday, tenth of September. You're on August. You're on next month. Oh right. <laughs> I can't organise myself, clearly. Uh, all right. Yeah, you're right. There you I go. Don't th- I don't think so. Rygate, if it's London, I would have gone, but Rygate, Surrey, freedom thing. I don't think yeah. I'll get to that. But, you know. Okay, so once yeah. the Daz... Just outside. Just a quick question. Once the Daz tour is concluded, does that mean that we essentially have a network of venues? Um. Yeah, yeah, I'm helping them out with a bunch of places that I, I'm aware of. So it'll be pubs or some sort of venue. Um. So Denmark Arms is actually one of them, but that's that's on the end of September. So I think it's the 30th of September. He's going to be at the Denmark Arms. That'll be a really good night to go to. Um. Because yeah. it's quite. We've got that quite that big space upstairs. Um. And there's other places I've said as well. There's a place in Hornchurch near Essex. There's a Freedom Bar there. Um, I mean, there's the Keep I've said in West London. There's a place in Gillingham in Kent. That's a venue, uh, like a club venue kind of thing. Uh, there's a bunch of there's there's a place I've discovered recently in oh where is it? Um, Dorking. Uh, and there's there's one there. There's a pub there. Um, yeah, the, the Raven Pub in Bath. Um, oh, yeah. And probably the, yeah. Yeah, the, the Dog and Gun, yeah, sort of thing. So, well, near the Dog and Gun. It's no longer been take, retaken over by the brewery, but somewhere in Leicester, yes. So there's there's other places that we're, um, we're finding that we could uh, do. It's coming together. Nice. Well, 
Cool. I think we'll. It's it's taking longer than it should, but I want us to be in a good state by next summer, and I think we will be. Although I suppose you guys have just been to good festivals, so I had a great time. Yeah, yeah, mate. Well, we got lucky. We've got yeah. I had a great. Oh, mate, I had such a great time at Carry On Camping. Like, like, like you were like the story is the stuff that happened. Like you just wouldn't believe. But that's for but that's for another. I'll go on too long with it. That's another time. Another another story for another time. Another story for another day. Right, I'm going to put this out tomorrow, lads. Uh, Tommy's channel as well, I think. We did that. If you like, yeah, I'll mirror it on my site if you like. Safe. Right, cool. Night, night, lads. Okay. No worries, guys. Thanks very much. Take care. See you later, guys. Have a good night. Take care.